0: From MacKillop College Werribee. Across our neighbourhood and across the world. You're listening to CM Radio Edweek Week on Live FM.
1: Welcome to MacKillop College Werribee's presentation as part of Live FM. 2020 was going to be our college's 50th anniversary, and we were planning many ways to celebrate and recognise the achievements of our college over that 50 year journey. The COVID period has changed much of the way that we were going to celebrate and recognise our college. But we hope in this broadcast, we're able to bring together the people and the events that have shaped our college, as well as giving everyone listening an insight into our current students and where our college is looking to head for the next 50 years. The students of the college, the college captains, and everyone making this presentation hope you enjoy an insight into MacKillop Catholic College, Werribee's 50 years as a secondary school. Sister Giovanni Farquhar was the founding principal of MacKillop College. As a Josephite sister, she put together the team that was going to start our college. Our 2021 college captains were able to sit down with Sister Giovanni from Sydney and get an insight into the establishment of our school and the challenges of setting up a new Catholic secondary school in the regional part of Melbourne called Werribee.
0: Hello, my name is Lachlan Reynolds and I'm with Erin here today with the college captains of Mikulop College 2021 and we're here with uh, Sister Giovanni and we're going to um, discuss about the early stages of Mikulop College. Hello Miss Giovanni.
2: Hello Lachlan and Erin. Hello.
0: Okay, so we're we'll going to start off with our first
3: question.
4: So take us back 50 years, what was the original plan or idea for the development of McKillop College?
2: Well, 50 years is a long time ago, Erin, but I do remember it vividly because when you say plan, there wasn't actually a clear plan of the development of MacKillop College because MacKillop College, the first students at MacKillop College, they'd come down from Mount St Joseph originally. You see, it was a time of great growth in the area And Mount St. Joseph at Altona West serviced all of those uh, suburbs from Melbourne right down past, you know, McKillop, um, uh, Yarraville, uh, Newport, uh, numbers, it came from there, and Werribee. Uh, But it got to a stage when the school just couldn't accommodate everyone and Werribee was developing very, very quickly and more girls were ready to... Go up for their their secondary. So, um, the education office at the time, with the bishops and the uh, Catholic community, um, thought that Werribee should look at having a school of its own, a secondary girls' college of its own. And that took time. And the, the, the girls that did their year seven up at Mount St. Joseph came back the next year instead of going on to year eight. They came back and there, were temp- there was temporary accommodation at, at St. Andrews. And it was in 1970. I had just come out from Melbourne University and I'd been appointed to Altona West uh, but. I was then asked to come down to Werribee to, to uh, teach with uh, Sister Diane. Uh, and um, we started, we came down to Werribee. And the school, of course, well, it wasn't built, but they were in the process of um, um, erecting some portables. The first day we arrived, we didn't know where the school was. It was just... a uh, and, and the priest was very embarrassed because he said, really, it's not much more than a hole in the ground, which it wasn't at that time. But, um, but they soon very quickly put up the portables and um, and we started with uh, three classes, Year 7, 8 and 9. The 8 and 9s had already, uh, you know, been up at Mount St. Joseph, Year 7s. We're a new year seven from St Andrews. we started with around about ninety students that would be there in your records. yes, so that's just uh, very briefly um, but it was it was an amazing experience because um uh, it was it was quite quite a new venture and uh, um very exciting venture but uh, extraordinary really they were an extraordinary group of um, students and you're still following in that great spirit because we never ever said we can't we said we will have a go and we had the most um very very attractive little portables with our garden around very quickly because we had a lot of students from the market gardens and and we were very proud of the school right from the beginning.:
0: Yeah, the vision's still there.
2: Good,. good.
0: Mm. That's really good. So when um, during the early stages, just um you know the schools were still being built, did you have a vision for what you wanted the school to be?
2: Well, uh, yes, because um, I did have a vision. And Sister Claire and Sister <laughs> Diane, who had um, – uh, Diane had been up at um, St Andrews with the, the students uh, two years before for that. She came down to the college. But our vision was having a school that um, really captured the spirit of Mary McKillop, yeah. because it was a formidable task. I mean, for – for we were young – and uh, and certainly to be a principal. Um, I had been a primary school teacher for 10 years, t- taught school and music, 10 years, and loved it. I loved teaching primary, but then I was asked to come down to, to um, do the degree at Melbourne University, and, um, and I loved that too, uh, but I thought I would be going out as a teacher and getting a lot of experience um, in secondary school teaching but instead I went straight down to Werribee. But um, we, we managed and, uh, and we taught because we didn't, um, you know, say, we didn't say no. Um, and the, the the quote that I often remembered and probably said to the girls over and over, whatever troubles that we may have, accept them remembering whom you are trying to follow, because it was a it was a Catholic school. We were following the message of Jesus, and then a woman who was totally devoted to um, uh, to Christ and to the Catholic faith. So we looked and we we tried to um, well develop the school right from the beginning in that spirit of um, of Mary MacKillop. um Yes, and we tried to find happiness in making other people happy and it, it was a happy school and I hope it's still a happy school, Lachlan.
3: Believe yes. it
2: is, yes. Yes, yes. because you, you, um, you are happy when you make others happy and you recognise the difference. And right from the beginning we had such a cross-section of students and we had that unity. In our unity lies our strength. And you know those um, sayings because I read your newsletters and I've visited, I think it's amazing how you've brought to life the history of of Mary MacKillop and held on to to those principles. I mean, it was just tucked away there in the cabbages when we opened it. We had a a very... um, Rough track down to the front door of the but we called it a college right from and, and it was the students and and me that decided we'd call it mckillop college wow. Mary mckillop, and we went up to the um main street and we got the man the uh, to make a sign Mary McKillop and we put it on the we put it up there on the school which um which wasn't really the right way to go about naming a college. Mm. Um, but, um, but once the sign had gone on and we we called it Mary McKillop, uh, it became a very um, significant school in the whole Werribee community. Yeah. And, and that was one of the most... It's one of the most important things about the college because not only the church, like it, it had its history of of um, Mount St Joseph, uh, Sisters of St Joseph who taught there, and the, and then it had the history of St Andrew's Catholic School, which was many years had been serving many of the people in Werribee. but. It wasn't just the Catholic community. It was extraordinary how the town as a whole um, uh, supported McKillip.
0: Uh, reached out to other people outside the school. Mm-hmm.
2: It's Big it, Pardon Rockland.
0: They reached out to other people outside the school.
2: That's right. Exactly. Exactly. It's
0: yes. Nice. Yeah. So, furthermore, um, we use symbols as a way to represent who we are at the college. Um, back then, what did you use to represent, like, you know, what your vision was or the faith?
2: Well, uh, what did we want to represent? Well, I said before, you know, that we tried to be happy, do the best we could and and project that. So music was a big thing in the school mm. and, and I'm absolutely delighted that it sort of just went on to flourishing stages. But it was very difficult in the beginning because we didn't have, um, we couldn't employ music teachers and and, and the RAAF band, um, some of them had students, um, in the school, well, not right at the beginning, but, but when they were associated with the school for a little while, but they had helped me up at, um, previously that, that'd been helpful. Um, and and they came down and their services to the school, teaching all those instruments, uh, that was voluntary. They didn't get paid for that, that was voluntary and they really thoroughly enjoyed um, contributing to our first operator and in the town and, and um, that sort of um, gave us a, an image in the town and and then, uh just to be the best that we could be and well such so just as today we had some very very bright students and they they achieved I remember when um, when I sort of dusted them down to go up to compete in a um debate and uh you know should I name you don't have to put it in the mm-hmm. you don't have to put it in there but um, but like getting them into the uniform and to be proud of the uniform was not easy in those days. but you know you go up and you dress yourself up and away and they debated and they won the debate and in that um, amongst the competitors were scotch College uh, um, all these big names of colleges in Melbourne and McKll College at that stage was more an unknown name but, We had a go. You know, we didn't think, oh, well, you know, we couldn't compete against all of these highly developed colleges. So my image was that that we would be the best that we could be and establish an identity where um, we were up there. But nobody, there wasn't any um, uh, turning back of students that had other gifts. They weren't all. Great debaters or, or academics—they weren't all great, but everybody—and finding the um, the special gifts in in every student, so that they felt there was a place for them in that school. Mm-hmm. Wow! What do you think of that, Lachlan? That's really inspiring. It's it stuck. It is stuck, though, that vision because it, it, even today, like. Um, uh isn't it isn't it still the most important thing that every child feels that there's a place for them in somewhere but finding a niche is not easy. So um, I always tried to get on and I did I, I was attracted to some of the students that were a bit um you know recalcitrant, a bit difficult, a bit, you know, and and uh, teachers were having their difficulties, and I thought, now, what's the matter with them? And, um, and I had some wonderful conversations with some pretty notorious students in those stages because, really, every everybody's story is a little bit different and we don't know. And you would know that with your own fellow, with your companions.
3: Yeah,
0: everyone's different. Everyone's story has their own path.
2: Exactly, and, and you don't know what what so, sadness somebody's carrying. Mm-hmm. It might only be, you might say, well, that's ridiculous because somebody might have said something a bit. That's, no, but it's not. When you, it, it People are affected differently and we have to be very sensitive to people that, that are suffering and to hide their feelings often, they act out, they act it out. And,
5: mm-hmm.
2: you know. So, um, and I believe McKillop still has that spirit from what I, the teachers that I still know and hear from, and it's, it's got a family spirit that you would not experience in too many other places. When it started to get bigger and bigger, that was a difficult, people said, oh, the school's too big, you know, it's impersonal. So the big challenge was to keep it personal. And and then you have your own sort of little semi, the buildings were uh, different blocks and so on. But the coming together was very, very important. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes, and part of my vision. And I know the staff at one stage, it was some of them had to walk down to the staff room and, and we didn't have a marvellous staff room at the time, but when we got the staff, they But even when it was in the portable over there, And that's another big, long story. But um, I didn't ever uh, encourage having little staff rooms. The science stayed over there and the creative staff. No, because we needed to come together as a staff. And even though it was a bit full, we'd come down to the staff room. So I didn't encourage having Nice little areas where they could enjoy a cup of coffee as well as they could mm-hmm. enjoy it in the staff mm-hmm. room, and that was the purpose—to keep all the staff um, together, and and it makes it a richer staff and a more united staff.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So, um, wow! I don't know what you do now. I don't know what they do now. I'm sure, but I I think that that uh, keeping people together has. Has just. I mean, I know the school's gone on to greater and more flourishing stages. The, the buildings, the gymnasiums. We had our little hall, and we thought that was marvelous. Mm -hmm. But, um, uh, but no, it's gone on. But it's the heart of the school that's important. Yes.
4: So with that challenge of the school and the college expanding, what other challenges did you face during your time in
2: Macaulay? Oh, dear, where would I start? (laughs) Um, What are the challenges? Um, Well, when I was there, we didn't have a lot of funding, a lot of funding, no. Um, So we had to go through the, you know, we had to share with so many other parishes, you see, um, and believe it or not, one of the biggest challenges was um, um, being able to ask for what we needed. And, I mean, I had marvellous, those nuns that were with me in those early days. We we just didn't ever think, well, we can't do that. We'll have a go, you know. But We were also conscious that the money had to um, be spread over particularly the the increasing number of primary schools because, you see, it was a regional school from the beginning. The sisters wasn't like Mount St. Joseph was a a private or independent school. Ours was... But people thought it was a Josephite school because uh, we called it McKillop and and all the sisters were very good to us. But the challenge was actually... um, you know, making do and but the and and there was a bit of tension created. I don't think you better put this in his report either. Now make sure that you edit it. But a bit of tension created because McKillop like with the working bees, we used to get people to come from you know not, not just the Catholic parents, you know, that, that were good that that come to the working bee. I used to ask them, you know. Would you like to come to our working bee? And Sister Diane would make these beautiful scones and we'd have a, it was a party at the working bee. But they'd work so hard for the killer. And, and some of the other schools felt, well, they don't, don't get as big a turn up at some of the other schools. So um, that that was a bit of a challenge because we didn't want to be favoured But we really weren't favoured because we were starting from scratch. But to keep that good relationship with the and we did with the other schools and with the other with the other people, Um, and to keep on persisting because if you keep persisting, you have a better chance of getting you know what you want, and
0: better than just stopping altogether.
2: That's right. That's right. I mean, you wouldn't believe that the road that went into McKillop in the early days, it was just full of potholes. It was, it was um, you know, and to get the when we first got the the road, it was amazing. It was um and when we drew, they told us to um draw up a plan of the, you know, what we wanted, where it had come, and it came in the front door where the little primary school had just been built. And um, that served us. And it came in. So my suggestion was to the ones doing it was, well, you know, make two two lanes going in, and two lanes coming out. I said you'll never get two lanes going in. They'll never give you two. No, but we might get one. You see, we if we ask for more than we know we're going to get. So uh, we didn't get two lanes going in and two lanes going out, but we got quite the first. You know, Bichven Road. It was um, <laughs> such an asset, such an asset to the college. Mm. So
0: we're here with Sister Giovanni Farquhar discussing the early stages of Mooker College. Now we are going to have a musical flute of our school band.
5: Welcome back to MacKillop Radio. For those just joining us, that was Clarice Montefrío with "If I Ain't Got You." Coming up next, part two of our interview with Sister Giovanni, who is discussing the early 50 years and starting of MacKillop College.
0: So, you're on the team with the Josephite Sisters.
2: Yes, my uh, life, my life.
0: Your life, yeah. yeah. Um, sister. So, just working with them, what has that taught you? Like, um, what has that taught you about working in such a group?
2: uh well we' in in such a group and and beyond such a group, because the josephites, the sisters of St Joseph and Mary Nicocalip, she always worked dedicated to the church, and um the church is what gives us meaning, but um we originally going right from colonial times, we were there to teach the children that had. No one else to teach them because, right from the beginning, there were some religious orders of, of um, sisters that that came out and they already had schools in the, in Melbourne in the cities. So our particular mission was to go to the remote areas, to the country areas.
0: Similar to um, St Mary did. Um,
2: exactly. Yeah. Exactly, and to go and along the railway lines where they were building the railways, the sisters used to go set up their tents and teach. And then when they'd pull up and go on further for the next section, they would go and they'd still have their their little little school and taught all of those wonderful stories that attracted me when when uh, when I was young um, and to go out to the remote areas. Um, my first appointment was to the coal mining we were talking about coal now of course but i spent uh, the first five years uh, that i went out at uh, morwell morwell east actually is to say on the hill because we were in the housing commission area of the of, of um, morwell morwell and morwell east at the time when waves of migrants were coming and it was um, it was quite ridiculous, really, because we had huge classes. Uh, you couldn't envisage it now. It would never happen. But I had really quite a relatively small class. I had 79 grade sixes when I first went out. And um, and some of them couldn't speak English. So you had to, you know, the challenges you had to find. But they could do sums. It didn't matter what language they spoke. I discovered pretty early that they could do sums. So I used to cover the blackboard with, with them um, with sums, and and have at night we used to make uh, and and sums, sums. And then they learn the language fairly quickly on the playground, and they mm. you know they'd start, but um, uh, and they could all sing. I found that out very early. They liked most of them, you know. And if they didn't like to sing, they liked to listen. And if you happened to get some music that that you know so the interludes when they got very very restless we'd we'd sing and um and we'd um, do sums and then i'd line them up all around the room for spelling beads and and that they were they were entertained by seeing hearing the people and the ones that went out and so on so we we that's the sort of spirit of Mary We didn't ever say we haven't got any equipment. We haven't got a library that's well stocked or anything. Well, we 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 did our we did our own um, charts and things. And extraordinary talent that some of the sisters had because there were seven of us in the community at the time. And um, I loved it. And then I did go to the, one of the most remote places, Omeo, for. One year only. I don't know if you know where Omeo is, but it's – do you know where Omeo is? I know. It's right up past Ben'sdale, right up the Mm -hmm. um, snow, you know, to the snow country. Mount Mm -hmm. Hotham, it's just a few miles from Mount Hotham. But it was an early settlement of the um, mines again, the old mines that um, uh, the Chinese um, miners and – um, it's amazing and beautiful, Benambra is not far away, beautiful country land, no fertiliser. They just had, you know, stretches of, of beautiful uh, farmland. And um, and I spent 12 months there and I would have loved to have spent a long time uh, longer, but um, <coughs> that was when I was called down to Melbourne University because they were needing staff for, me, for Mount St. Joseph. Mm. So I came down to do the study, and then instead of going to Mount St Joseph, I went down to Werribee. Mm. Wow.
4: Uh, Could you tell us how you felt when you finished your time at Mikillo?
2: Oh, look, I knew it was inevitable that I would Mm. get a a move because, uh, but I was still... Uh, very enthusiastic i I loved Werribee I loved Werribee and um I grew up in so many ways. I learned so much in werribee mm. i one of our traditions too is we visit and I used to love going and visiting all the families and um we'd go off and visit uh, down the market gardens and um uh, and then we had a we had a Jesuit the seminary was down in Werribee at the time. You know, the it's now the um, mansion, they call it. Do you know the mansion uh, what with the beautiful rose garden? Uh, the Werribee Mansion? The Werribee Mansion. And I was determined to have roses as good as they had at the Werribee Mansion. Mm. And
4: d- those white roses... The one next to the chapel those ones represent the sisters of
2: um, just sisters, right That's right, yes, mm-hmm. yes, they've been there for a long time, but we've always had a beautiful garden and you still have a beautiful mm-hmm. garden I see it and that was that was um, <sighs> my dream that you know that we had beauty that that mm-hmm. you could uh, you could look out the windows and see lovely, something nice outside the window and yeah. going home. It wasn't always appreciated when they were catching the buses. I used to go out myself to say goodbye to the students and um, because the staff used to tell me, you know, they were walking over the garden. Well, they're not supposed to walk over the garden, so I used to stand near the garden and, of course, they'd come along ready to take a shortcut and I'd say, you know, good afternoon, Lachlan. And of course that, oh good afternoon. So that double back and go the right way. So the, right. the flowers grew, but um uh, and then they became they were appreciative, very appreciative. And I'm sure you are. You're proud of your school because of you've course. got um it's a marvelous school. I mean, I just can't believe how last time I visited the garden and the uh, the care of it, and you just lost you wouldn't have known personally but you would have heard of Johnny Foot wouldn't you did you hear of Johnny Foot he died recently but he was the gardener oh, at wow. the killer and um oh he did such an amazing job yeah. yes yes so was that um did that answer the question you asked me um yes
0: Absolutely. Really oh, he does always pride himself in how it looks like all oh, its flowers it looks really nice because people have always, like you know, wanted to look spectacular when it comes to flowers and all, since you know the early stages.
2: That's right. That's wow. Right. Yeah, yeah. And see, you're appreciative, and you're,
3: mm.
2: you, you, be- And your beautiful chapel there now is magnificent. Make- yeah. yes. and, and to have a chapel where uh, where staff that taught for a long time, like uh, Mike Sapi. Now Did Did you know Mike? Yes, yes we, did. we did. And you certainly would know Rosanna. Yes. 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 Well, you see, uh, and, um, and, and there's another, you know, to for him to love that school so much, that was, he wanted that to be his last resting place, to go mm-hmm. from the killer. I think that's amazing. And, I mean, the chapel couldn't hold everybody, but it's the whole school is the... Uh, you know it's, it's the as the, so I said before, the family of mckillop mm-hmm. and uh, and that's the whole essence of what our church should be like. It's not just a, it's not just a recipe of the do's and the don'ts it's it's relating to people because everybody's created by mm-hmm. by God and seeing humanity as um a whole collection of human beings that are on their road to life, you know, and life and enjoy life and love life and try to make everybody else's life as um, as happy as you can where you can. So you share and you affirm. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: even people that get on your nerves for all <laughs> sorts of reasons, that you still have you challenged because you probably get on somebody's nerves. Who knows for yeah. mm-hmm. Yeah, so you, you know, to sort of grow together and get rid of all of the, the pettiness and the Definitely. sensitivities that can stick with you and make your life, you know. And always when you come, do, have you done your HSC? Uh, no. You're 10. What are you up
0: to? Oh, uh, yeah, in VCE. Hey? VCE. VCE. <laughs>
2: right. Well, do you see, tensions. People make... So much of the HSC, and it's important because you've got to do the best. But you never let a mark, or a, you know, a, a, be sort of defining your worth, right? You just hope you'll do well on the on the day and with the assignments, and you will come through. But you keep your head up high. If something happens not to turn out the way you expected. Don't you worry, it will a little bit further down the track and 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 it will happen, but to have that confidence and not be measured or you know competitive with for any sort of reason to to really do the best that you can do yeah. um and that's not easy, but when you're in a school and you can make friends and you're supporting one another in that way um it's great preparation for your life. It makes things a
0: lot easier for all of us.
2: It does, Loughlin. Have you had brothers and sisters that have been to Macillav?
0: I do. Oh, I have. I'm the oldest, so I have two brothers that are currently attending Macillav.
4: Yeah, I have a sister that has graduated already, and one that's already. Um, one younger one that's currently in year seven. Yeah,
2: oh, that that's wonderful. Well, I'm so impressed by all the families that come through the names, mm-hmm. the family names. You know, it's amazing it's amazing. Um, yes, it, it's just, it's just amazing. And that sort of builds up that, that sort of family spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, so, is anything else? Yeah. One
0: more thing. So, um, after all your experience through what you've done from the college, do you still have that will to do something for the community?
2: Well, look, my my companion more. here is having a laugh. <laughs> I still work hard, don't I? <sighs> I, can't. I can't seem to be able to stop because you know, mm. but, um I'll know you when to stop, but I just thank God that I can still um get up in the morning and I'm still interested in so many things. See I work in interreligious dialogue now. Wow. Interreligious. So I'm Public relations, and I'm friends with everyone, aren't I, Jackie? <laughs> I mean, that's my job, our job, to be. Uh, J- Jackie is Jewish; her, her religion, Jewish, and we have, um, well, Jews, the Muslims, the Hindus, the Buddhists. As a, we all we, you know, we don't just get together for cups of coffee. We try to hear one another's stories, the difficulty. We try to learn more and more about each other. But at the same time, standing very firmly in our own faith and sharing and discovering what we have in common as human beings. And none of us want um, discord and hatred and prejudice and working together and saying, well, what do we do about it just in the field of our own, you know, you know, what are my attitudes? Am I, am I inclusive? Uh, um, and we don't have to be putting on an act doing it, but just, um, just being able to show the kind of respect. And and look, I can tell you, it works. It works. Otherwise, I wouldn't be, you know. Still, if I didn't think I could contribute with the, and. I've learned so much from people like you, students. I've learned from my experience. Oh, I knew a lot more when I was at McKillop, if you know what I mean. I thought, mm-hmm. oh, this is the way I. but I learned so much from the students, even in those days, because um, they were they were very ready to give a an opinion. And uh, we always encourage that. I always encourage that. And then, and I was very proud of the school. I was speaking, there's a very um, well-known Jesuit priest, Father Brendan Byrne, and he was um, up at the college when it was a seminary when he was young. Um, that was one of his first uh, assignments. But he's become one of the greatest theologians worldwide, Brendan Byrne, SJ, Jesuit. Um, and he's a a scripture scholar, but when he was just this young priest that came and had his appointment to to the college, I thought it was time for the girls because it was a girls' school. In the beginning, it was a girls' school, and the first time I was there, I was there twice, of course, you know that, I came back. But um, I went up and knocked on the door and asked for... The first one that opened the door and he opened the door. So I said I was looking for a priest to give my girls a retreat at the girls' college, at my college. But, of course, he was expecting to come down and find this big college and all. Sort of, mm. And he came down and saw this little uh, a, a block of... Um, <laughs> portables mm. uh, amongst the cavities and he always told the story of how nervous he was when he had to give because the girls were oh they were very excited getting this lovely young priest to give them the retreat and it was an amazing experience uh, but you know it's lovely to hear you know very recently because I had golden jubilee he came to the golden jubilee and um, the stories that he told about the killer college because they all used to walk through the co- along the, the grounds past us on their day off all the students and uh, they helped us if we were out doing the garden that help us and we had a great connection with the with the yeah. college in those days
3: mm.
2: wow mm. so there are not too many Jesuit priests around now and there's um i don't know uh, Yes, well, there there is still all that, and there's, you know, I don't recognise the growth of the surrounding areas too because Nikkil's not the only college, but it's the first in Werribee, and it's a college to be proud of.
0: Yeah, it'd be mm-hmm. nice to see it grow over the years. Uh,
2: absolutely, absolutely. That's but fun. you learn all your life. You learn all yeah. your life, and that's the other thing: to be flexible, to be, to be interested in another person's opinion about whatever be interested you don't have to agree and that's the thing that's so important that you can descend you can disagree it does not mean that you uh, can't remain good friends because I hope some of your friends don't agree with you on everything you know you might like something they don't like you know, and you, that's fine because it's just the diversity and the difference. But um, mm. you still bond and friendships and mutual respect. Mm. That's important. That's that's wonderful. Good. And, so, and where did you come from originally? It, were you born in Werribee?
4: I was born in um, Northern Ireland, but my ethnicity
2: is um, Filipino. Marvellous, marvellous. Yes, mm. you were born.
0: I was born in Australia. I was born in Perth, and um, my mum and dad moved to um, Victoria um, oh. just after I was born.
2: Oh, good. That's wonderful. And do you barrack for the, for the Western?
0: Uh, yeah, I barrack for Western Bulldogs.
2: Oh, good, good. I'm <laughs> glad. I'm glad. Well, I don't even always because my family are in Geelong, so I have to be diplomatic, and I like both teams, but um, the Western Bulldogs, um, yes yes they did they did well they did well enough they'll they'll be better next year so what else do you want to know
4: um what are your hopes for the future of the college and what advice can you give us
2: to the students and also the school leaders well to be quite honest um when McKillop's on a very, very solid and sound foundation.
3: Mm.
2: And in a relatively short time, that's so valuable. It's so valuable. And you know, you as school leaders, and I'm sure you do ask the question like when I walk out for the last time from McKillop, I hope you've got every intention of walking back and feel that it's a place that Mm. you would want. But uh, you know, with you, you. To just ask yourselves as you know, have I put another block on that sturdy foundation of that college? Have I, what have I contributed and what am I contributing to ensure that it remains stable and that the uh, you know, the, the the essence of that college. And, I mean, I, you only have to look around you. All the buildings are named after significant people and you mm-hmm. you walk around and you hear about it. I hope, and you've still got that photo of me up there, I hope. Yes. yes. Don't beat anybody. Well, that's one mm-hmm. thing you could do before you not make sure that photo doesn't go. No. Mm-hmm. But seriously, you know, what you've contributed, but you've got it all around you. The the buildings that all called after historic people that people learn the story. You're part of your. You all learn the spirit and the story of Mary of Mary Mcilvairsel. But of those that came out after her, and and they're the lay teachers that are teaching in front of you now. Are they not all probably? Okay, but they would all they're all required, they know the story of Mary McKillop, they know the, the background of it. And if they some of them might have another faith, but they have huge respect for the principles and the philosophy of the college. Mm-hmm. And you have a great principal that has kept that story alive right through, and you've got a great admin team and um and you've got you've got a great staff that really care and work together uh, for the college. So uh, you know you you walk out, but you take with you all the great positive memories. You know, yeah. filter out a few of the others because nothing is perfect. But um, you know, learn to process that. But and then. Hang on and you know, gather together and make it part of yourself, what you're proud of, so that when you go into university or a course or whatever you're going to do, and you go, you carry that that that, that strength, it 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 fuels you for the future. And you haven't been brainwashed and you you're not carrying out you you haven't in in learning about Mary McKillop and life and your, your faith. It's not a series of um, "thou must do this" and "thou must do that." It, it's it's maturing you to find within yourself the 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 what you, you've gotten from your parents. They wouldn't have sent you to MacKillop if they didn't want you to be growing up and learning in that sort of an atmosphere, mm-hmm. and and treasure it, and you know. Tuck it away there to use when you start to encounter all sorts of people out there that, that uh, well, you probably meet a lot of different people. You're not with MacKillop all the time, but it, but it certainly is a, you'll find, you, you know, I hope you miss it when you go and, and you, you keep up your friendships. That's so, my advice to you. And so <laughs> that, it, you know, say to yourself, well, it's prepared me. And now I've got to pick up from where I'm at now and go on and um, to bigger and better things and be the best that I can be. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I think you'll do that. And and uh, remember, people that have gone. I mean, I, I'm just so blessed, really, because do you know I get flowers from the Kilip every twice a year, I get them on my birthday and I get them on Mary MacKillop Day. Mm. And if I don't get those flowers, I think I'd have a nervous breakdown. That's when mm. i a nervous. I wait for those flowers. I get those flowers. So it's passed on to the next lot of people that look after whatever has to be taken care of. But it's, um, it's an extraordinary. I, I mean, it's a lot of years since I left MacKillop. And a lot of wonderful principles have moved on and they've gone on. And, and um, well, I suppose it's just I see it as the way God's, you know, God loves everybody in an individual and special way. And I'm one of those that must need that kind of thing, you know. I need those flowers mm-hmm. and, and I get them. So, um, yes, yeah, so that's a rather unusual thing for me to be sharing. I don't mm-hmm. know what question it's actually connected with, but um, but everything that I've done and every, I mean, I've had opportunities since I left MacKillop, by, um, as you would know, and uh, I did. I I've been able to study. I've been able to go overseas. It was when I was overseas and came back from UNESCO working that I had to go back to MacKillop. I was asked to go mm-hmm. back to McKillop, take it on to Year Eleven and Twelve, mm-hmm. and it. I wasn't terribly excited about going back. Once you leave a place and you've got these wonderful memories, but um, oh no, it was another whole big chapter and I loved it every mm. every minute of it. Mm. So we're here with Sister Giovanni um, on MacKillop
0: Radio. Um, we'd just like to thank you, Sister Giovanni, for giving us the chance to discuss the LA stage at College and just having a general discussion of our community. It
1: has been so good to have our students back on campus in the second half of 2020. We hope you enjoy the insights from our year eight students as they talk with our college captains about being at MacKillop, being back on campus and some of their experiences during the COVID period.
6: So what's the year been like as a whole in
7: general? It's gone it's really fast, just fast, just just gone from January to what is it, November? In like a month. That's what that's what it's been. It's been different. In a good way, I guess. Different that we wouldn't usually do, I guess.
6: And uh, what was the best part about 2020?
7: Um, remote learning. I think I liked remote learning. That was good. Yeah, I think I enjoyed it as well.
8: And the worst part?
7: Not seeing people because we were just, I saw the same four people every single day for how long we were at remote learning? I don't know, but we were long. We were at home for so long. Yeah, you
6: guys were like seven months or something, out of the year probably.
7: It's just, Yeah. I saw my sisters, my cat, my mom and dad. Only them, just yeah. Probably not being able to see like grandparents and stuff as well.
6: So, what has been the best part about twenty twenty?
7: Probably when we got back from quarantine and we all went back to school and we got to see all our friends again. That was really good. Um, I liked quarantine. Yeah.
8: (laughs) And
6: the worst part of this year?
7: Not being able to see my friends. Yeah. For a long time. Yeah, that's the same as me. Mm -hmm.
6: And what has been the how has the year been in general?
5: Overall,
7: not a very good year. I I thought it was pretty good. It went really quickly because of quarantine. So, I mean, it was a good year, but then it also wasn't really a good year. Yeah. Because it was a good year because you were at home and like you, get you to do whatever you want. But out. it wasn't a good year because you didn't get to go out or see your friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And academically, how do you think the year was? I did worse. My grades went like dropped a bit from like quarantine, but when like now that I'm back, it's better. Like, um, I was the same. I was doing alright. <laughs>
6: but did you enjoy remote learning
7: yeah i liked it <laughs> yeah i enjoyed it it was it was good a lot of people didn't actually do the work though. like they would sit in the zoom and a lot of people pretended that their cameras didn't work but they didn't so.
6: do you think the zooms were useful
7: <laughs> yeah for yeah but not the long ones <laughs> lose your
6: attention just don't pay attention wow. anymore
7: yeah, I feel like by the 50-minute mark, like, we are ever just... I was just, just zoning out, especially on the math ones. <laughs> the math and the religion ones, they went for so long. Yeah. The were minutes of Zoom. I feel like they could have, like, a little start one, like, introduce you, tell you what you're going to do, and then you can do the work by yourself instead of... Is someone has <laughs> been someone <from> <laughs> Sorry. Okay, Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
6: So if there's something that you could change about remote learning, what would you change?
7: Maybe put more effort into my PE work. Yeah, and i do the, have Zooms that are shorter, just at the start of the like, for lessons. So how
6: was the year in general? Um, it was really good. The yeah, yeah, like it was, it was boring, but it was like also good because like, I don't know, you like finished early, I could listen to music. Watching Netflix and all of that.
5: Mm, music was really good,
6: very yeah. helpful. And what was the worst part
5: about the year? You couldn't see people. Like, I kind at miss having interaction with some people. Some people I like, not being able to see. <laughs> yeah. And like, just going back
6: to school wasn't it? I don't know. And the best part of the year? I don't, I don't. I don't know. Soccer. Netflix. Just like playing soccer when soccer training. Wait, are we talking about playing? school or like remote? Yeah, school. Like just in general. Well, just in general, anything that you really enjoyed about the year? Uh,
5: Netflix and Spotify.
6: Yeah, and same. And also, like, on don't know, more free time. i would
5: the- do next three series.
6: Mm-hmm. So, remote learning, you didn't have as much work? Um, yeah,
5: no. No, I was a bit more laid back than usual, which was good, yeah. but I don't feel like we learned as much as we could. Yeah. Yeah. So,
6: how has the year been in general?
7: Pretty bad, honestly. <laughs> boring. Very lazy. <laughs> um yeah, I definitely say it's um been pretty tough and um yeah, everything's just been pretty laid back and of boring.
6: You know? And what was your favorite part of the year?
7: Probably being back at school, being I mean, honestly my friends and everything, and not like actually doing something, but oh, this route like yeah, it's actually doing something. Yeah, I definitely say the same, that, like being together with my is definitely
6: the best part of the So you didn't do that much work while you were in remote learning?
7: No, I did actually. I completed everything. Hey. Yeah, actually I did. <laughs> I'm a bit surprised myself. But, <laughs>
6: <laughs> but do you think you learnt as much in remote learning as you would have at school?
7: I got a lot of things done. Like I felt I got more things done just because I didn't have the distraction of my friends being around me. But yeah, I probably, yeah, less stuff got fit in between the limit that we had? Um, I definitely think I got a lot of things done quicker um, than I would be in school because I I have all my friends around me, so it distracted me a lot. It's
5: the Um, worst part of the year?
7: Having to quarantine. I thought, as it was kind of good, but I thought it was kind of bad because I wasn't able to get out and see much people? Uh, Mine was when my brother had COVID. So we were stuck in our house for two weeks. Like, we couldn't even leave. Like, you couldn't even go to the grocery store. We couldn't even see the front of our house. Like, we were stuck in our house, and when they came, like, every single day to ask us, like, are you home? Like, where is he? And, yeah, that was tough, but...
9: Other days I sit there crying, but isn't that what teenagers do? Feel too much to do with love, refrain from falling through. Yes, these years go for so long, so too past the time I wrote this song, yeah, when gets better, almost like a change in the weather.
1: Mr Rory Kennedy is the current principal of MacKillop College and has been a principal of our school for over 20 years. Following on the work of the Josephite Sisters, Mr Kennedy's dedication to maintaining and improving and enhancing our college, not only with our facilities, but our curriculum and most importantly, our Catholic identity has played a major part in the establishment of MacKillop and where we see ourselves today in our 50th year. Some of our students were able to sit down with Mr Kennedy to get his reflections of his time at MacKillop and where he would see the school going in the next 50 years.
6: So, sir, what were your expectations for 2020 and how did the unpredicted circumstances change the year?
8: Well, as every year, I guess, um, expectations were high. Uh, being our 50th year, I had this, um, it was a different expectation of how we would be celebrating the year and how we would be enjoying the year. Uh, for me, it was going to be a year of recognition of, of the 50 uh, years of Catholic education in Werribee um, and a real appreciation of the Josephites, Then what happened with COVID, that all got pushed aside. We just weren't able to do any of that which we would have liked to have done. So you had to lower and change the expectations. Not so much lower but more change the expectations. And we were looking to make sure the year worked for the students as best that we could make it as opposed to escalating it to the celebratory levels that we would have liked. So high expectations had to be shifted aside and that's not just for our school; that's for all schools, so that's just the way it was. Uh, Going forward, um, the unpredictability remains even in fourth term as to how this is going to finish and how we're going to finish with our Year 12s for graduation. We're still uncertain as to exactly what that will look like and that's just the way it has to be. We have to make quicker decisions and we have to make decisions that aren't too far in advance to be able to ensure that we can then follow through on them. And that's, again, just the way it has to be for 2020, and everyone's in the same boat.
7: Um, being that it's the 50th year at the college, how are you preparing for the year? What was your ambitions for the year? Yeah,
8: uh, look, being the 50th, um, we, we had the, some of what you call the usual celebratory occasions planned. Uh, we had a gala dinner which was going to be an invite to all past uh, students and those associated with the school. And that was going to be in August. It's going to be the big day, the gala dinner at the, in the city at the Grand Hyde. Um, we were looking at uh, mass at St Pat's Cathedral and then following on with the gala dinner. Uh, we had some, um, some substantial reunions organised, the biggest of which was going to be what we called Back to Mac, and that was where all those uh, ever have been associated with the school come back in and we're going to have something in the yard. So the music, the festivities, and the tours of the school. So there was a genuine reunion. Uh, so that was important to us. Our end of the year liturgy was going to be substantial. Um, speech night was going to be special. We had planned some genuine Uh, opportunities for celebrations there. And, of course, MacKillop Day was planned to be essentially double of everything we've done in the past for this year. We're going to make it something to to genuinely remember. So, look, they're just some of the celebrations that would have gone into the the year. The big one, of course, is the bringing of people back so that they could be um, part of our celebration. They could see the change at the school. We haven't had uh, anyone on site, so we haven't been able to bring people in to look at the school, to view their school and to look at the changes. So it's been a disappointment in terms of celebrations, which means next year we will um, try to get the gala dinner up still. That's planned, Um, and that will close off any celebrations that that what we call a celebration. So it's still not... Completely finished, but the year has been what it is, and we can't do any more than that. We've we've been able to do some things though with our time capsule. We've been able to strike some badges. We've been able to market in particular ways, uh, just different to what we planned.
6: As you're the second principal of the college, what what do you live up to? The, how do you think you live up to the standards of Sister Giovanni?
8: Um. Well, look, we go back a step. First, I'm not the second principal of the college. Um, I'm about fifth in line, but that's okay. Uh, look, when you talk about living up to the, the standards of, of Sister Giovanni, it's, it's the community. Sister wouldn't like that. Sister would look at it and say, the, the standards that you live up to or you put in place, what do our community want? What does our Catholic community want? What do the parents? What do the students want? And then, I guess, as a principal, you you particularly just want to be the best servant leader you can be, and you're not the person that determines that others around you do. So, as a standard, I guess that's measured by well, what do the students think of myself as principal? Um, have I been to my staff? the best principal um, that I can be and if the parents had someone in this role that they can look at and say they've done the job that would be expected of a principal in this day and age. Uh, being at the 50-year mark, we're in a milestone year and therefore I'm proud to be the principal in the 50th year. It, that's actually been an important um, milestone for me that I'm principal in the 50th year because it's reflection time for me. It's to go back and and look at have we gone to a a faith community Uh, and are we continuing to be a faith community? Is academia still important after 50 years as it always has been? I'd like to think so. In the 50 years and as a principal, have there been memories created for the students that have gone through the school? Standards that we talk of. If I've created memories for students that are positive, then I think we've achieved the standards that Sister might expect. But again, that would be up to Sister to say. Um, And I think, too, one of the things about being a principal at the 50th year um, is an opportunity for me, on behalf of all, to say thank you to the Josephites for starting the school, leading the school, and leaving a legacy for us to then follow on from. And, of course, those parents, not just in the very early years, but the parents of all the students of each of the decades, from you know, the 70s certainly, but the 80s and the 90s and the noughties and through to that decade in 2010 to 2020, all the parents and their commitment to Catholic education to send their child here, that that has been enabling for us to do what we've been doing. And you only have to look around the school and look at our results to see that there's been a commitment from the parents but a commitment from the staff, which manifests itself in the results that the students have achieved. And I think we can celebrate that. So when we talk of standards, um, let others work that out.
7: And uh, Being that's the... <coughs> 50th year, what does 50 years at Macmillan College mean to you?
8: Well, as I described, for me, it's all about celebrating a milestone, looking back, and it was once described in the very first year as an experiment, and this experiment, I think, um, has come to fruition. It's more than just an experiment. This has been our our Catholic community, saying faith education in the Catholic tradition is important, worthwhile, and we'll stay true to it. And here we are now. What does it mean to me? That, yes, I think we've achieved that. I think every teacher at this school that's ever worked here, every staff member that's ever worked here, can look and say they've contributed to where we are today today. And that's something that any staff member should be able to say I'm proud to be employed at the school so what does it mean Uh, I think it means that we've we've achieved our milestone now we have to make the next 50 years even better we have to achieve again a whole another set of what is important for parents and students and we will do that whatever that set might look like so for me, it's an important milestone. Originally,
6: what were your inhibitions of the college and what were you allowed to place in the school and what was not
8: allowed? Uh, there's, not, look, there's nothing you're not allowed to do. People don't have restrictions and place restrictions on you. The most important thing for me <coughs> was did we retain our Catholic identity? And I think as a response to that it would be yes. Have we retained and developed our Josephite charism? And again, as uh, I've said, that is so important, uh, I think, for any principal of a school to ensure that your Catholic identity uh, is there, that it's being enriched year after year, and that our our Josephiteness, which is unique to, to us, I think that part is equally as important to ensure as retained.
7: And do you believe that you've left like a legacy or a mark at the school and created history for the next generation to look back on?
8: No, I don't think um, I've done a whole lot at all. I think the real work's been done by the the teaching staff and the ancillary staff to get us to where we've got to. Uh, I'd like to think people look at us, When I look back, I hope people say that this is a healthy legacy. It's a legacy that others will be able to live up and and take beyond where it's at the moment. And I'd like others to decide if the legacy is healthy or not. I'd like them to look from the outside in and determine if this legacy that is left behind after I'm gone is one that has been worthwhile my time being here. So that will be left up to others.
6: Well, we thank you for your time here today, sir, and uh, look forward to the next 50
8: years. Well, I put an invitation out to my Year 12s this year, but it goes out to all the students of this year. Be be here for the 100-year celebrations. They'll be at an age where they can be. 50 years from now, every current student needs to be invited back to the 100-year celebrations. And we always talk about challenges. Well, that's about one of the longest challenges I'll ever give anyone, to come back in 50 years and mark the 100-year milestone. And remember, there was an invitation given by me at that time to do so. And I hope people talk about that. I hope they look back and say, we were invited 50 years ago by the principal, because they were. And uh, I hope that does occur.
1: Leadership is an absolutely vital part of the environment and the culture of MacKillop College. Each year, up to seven students are selected as college captains. In this interview, we sit down with the 2021 college captains for them to reflect on what has been a very interesting year and also look to discuss with them what makes them proud to be a student of MacKillop Catholic College. I'm going to start with you, Hannah. If I was to tell you at the start of this year that we'd have a pandemic and you'd also get selected as college captain, you probably would have told me that I was a bit silly. I'm just wondering, as we sit now with a week to go, what are your feelings about what you've learned through the experiences of this year?
7: Um, I feel like I've learned that we have to prepare for everything. I know that it wasn't, like, unexpected that the pandemic was going to happen, and I would have thought that you were crazy if you told me that. But, yeah, it just taught us that we need to prepare for everything.
1: Liam, what are your thoughts about what you've learned about yourself this year through the pandemic and through the experiences of applying for a college captain position?
5: Well, I was really shocked at the start. that when I found out that I was successful in getting college captain I didn't expect it to be honest.
1: John I'm wondering for you and you come into this experience doing a slightly different program the VCAL program and I'm interested to know whether some of the, the characteristics of the VCAL program in terms of the type of work that you do has that helped you adapt a little bit better or have you found it a little bit more challenging trying to complete VCAL during the COVID
5: period? Uh, it's definitely been a little bit more challenging because uh, VCAL is centred around practical work. Obviously, being stuck at home, it's difficult to uh, ask people to, to do practical work when everything's on your laptop. Um, I feel I adapted quite well. It was, it was a lot of theory, which is not... What I was expecting from VCal, but it um, was certainly a different experience. Hopefully, we get to do the more practical side that we're all hoping for next year.
1: Alex, lots of students aspire to leading or being a leader, a student leader in the at McKellar College. Can you tell me, from your personal experience, why did you? feel motivated to apply for a leadership position? What is it about the school and the way the school is that really encouraged you to become or to consider becoming a leader of the college? I think
6: the first thing was showing up in Year 7 for like that first assembly and seeing those college captains on stage and going, oh, I'd really like to be that at one point. And then over the years... Uh, leading up to year 12 I was like I probably I could never do that that's not something that's on the cards and um, particularly in those junior years I was like no that's never going to be me uh, as much as I'd like it to be and uh, coming into sort of year 10 but mainly 11 and 12 uh, I've really sort of gone no actually that is something that I can do and I can aspire to be and I think that is mainly something that came through the college and that encouragement from staff, students, and just the overall environment of the community sort of helping to form leaders. And so it sort of encourages us to go, no, actually, you can do that. And that is something that you can aspire to be and become.
1: Um, I'll ask this question of Lockie and Erin, and Erin, I'll ask you to answer it first. As part of your leadership position already, you've had the opportunity to speak with Sister Giovanni, who was the founding principal of Macaulay, MacKillop, and you had an interview mm. with her. I'm just wondering what did you learn about MacKillop and the 50 years of MacKillop, and even the way that it started that you didn't know, and was there anything that sort of made you even more, I suppose, proud, I could say, to be a MacKillop student?
4: Well, Learning that MacKillop um, has expanded over the 50 years in that short amount of time really shocked me. Um, it it taught me that like at the start, MacKillop was very humble, um, really reached out to other schools and c- the community, especially the Catholic community in helping the, um, helping the college um, to grow. Um, and it really showed that MacKillop wasn't Um, afraid to reach out and to ask for help, to ask for more, but can settle for just a little uh, from what they got. Yeah. So.
7: Yep. Uh, Lauren,
1: I think one of the things that McKillop can pride itself in is being respectful of all cultures and all backgrounds and and being, trying to be one community. Um, I'm wondering as a person with an Indigenous culture and you're the second of our college captains to have an Indigenous background, how how important is that to you and, and your leadership in terms of an understanding of, of, of your culture?
4: Um, well, it's
7: an honour to be the second Aboriginal school captain, but um, I think it's just an honour to be able to represent my culture and be a role model for the younger students, um, well, younger Aboriginal students and prove to them that we are able to achieve stuff and that our culture um, doesn't have to like, it defines who we are, but it doesn't stop us from doing what others can do as well.
1: So I'm going to finish off this interview by going around each of you and asking what you hope to achieve in the time that you're college captains and, and what you hope the school is going to be like When you come back for your reunion in 10 years' time in 2031, believe it or not. So I'm going to start with you, Alex. What do you hope to achieve in the 12 months of your leadership and what do you hope the school continues to become beyond the time that you're here?
6: Yeah, I guess the most generic one is to leave McKillop a better place than I found it. But in terms of specifics, I don't think we've necessarily worked that out yet. But Sort of just what I would like to achieve is uh, a more uh, encouraging a more academic culture within the college and sort of uh, pathways for when we leave and that sort of education around that and what that looks like. Uh, and in 10 years, I hope that the college
5: continues to grow in its acceptance and diversity. Hannah?
7: Um, Yeah, I think that Alex had really good points, but I think that what I hope to achieve in the next six months is probably finding ways to make school better, such as uh, employing more environmental things that can help progress in the years and that can make a small impact now. But looking back at it in 10 years' time, it's created a large impact.
1: And Hannah, I'll go to Lauren after you because I know Lauren's got siblings here. I wonder how important it is or how significant it does it make you feel to be a college captain at MacKillop and have such a strong family connection through younger brothers and younger sisters being here and also your mum working here. Does it make it even more
5: special?
7: Um, I would say so. It's kind of like I already have, like, eyes watching me all the time and just just the fact that all the teachers know that I'm college captain even puts even more eyes. And I have oh. to Yeah. It's a bit temp like scary, but it's all right.
3: And Lauren, I
1: know you've got a younger sibling here and your parents have always been extremely supportive. I I can imagine if you're really proud of your achievement and I suppose you really do want to try and make a difference
7: in the time that you've got this position. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I have a younger brother and hopefully that me being college captain still allows him to be able to be his own individual person and doesn't define what he needs to be able to achieve. But I just want to leave um, McKillop and hopefully influence another generation of young leaders and be able to inspire them to continue to, like, build on what we've done.
1: Aaron, you next. What are you hoping to achieve in the next twelve months?
4: Yeah, in the next twelve months, I really want to achieve like uh, reinforcement of um, academia. Really build on our own personal skills, our own abilities in in um, in academics. Uh, when upon leaving the school and next year, I want to see Macilip become more united. See more Year Twelves um, encouraging Year Sevens younger year levels um just seeing that mix of um students in the yard would be really really good to see when i come back 10 years
1: and and Lockie, your music plays a large part of your life here at the school you're a passionate musician and i would probably say that the opportunities you've had to grow your skills have been one of the things that you've loved most about being here at mckillen how important do you think is the promotion of the arts in terms of Mackellock College and how much have you grown out of that and, and then by extension, what are you maybe hoping even in that area in the 12 months that you're um, here as captain?
0: The reason why I like music because it can help with pretty much anything, especially during this pandemic, especially at home. It can help with everyone. Everyone listens to music. I don't know anyone that doesn't enjoy some type of music and it can help them get through hard hardships such as COVID. Um, ever since you seven, I've um, taken in this interest and gone for positions, not only for college captain but for performing arts captain as well. It was just something that I thoroughly, like, thoroughly enjoy. And over lockdown, it's been really hard to practice or I enjoy like performing instruments here at school. I couldn't do this at home. Um, so I, I had really limited resources to deal with. Um, but I did have some stuff i could do with music wise because you can do so many things with music um but overall it helped not only me but pretty much i think everyone through lockdowns. especially that's why it's something i can um that's what i like about it it can help with anything
1: yeah liam hopefully you'll be playing in the senior footy team next year if you're lucky enough to get have the coach give you a game um You've really come from sporting participation at McKillop through the house captain system and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. How, how significant has sport been? Where can you see the opportunities for sport going further at
5: McKillop? So um, I'd love to see sport going further at McKillop because I feel as if it's something that promotes mental wellbeing and, you know, makes everyone more happier. And that's what I'd like to see at McKillop. I'd love to see smile, smiles on everyone's faces. And once I finish up at school, I, that's just something I'd really strive for, just seeing everyone and creating a happy environment. Um, what else and, um, I-
1: and Liam, where would you like your magnet placed on the board? Where, what position would you like to play in first senior game um, of footy next year? It's got to be in midfield, sir. It's the best position now. Well, we'll see what the coach actually decides, won't we? Yeah, we see. Yes. And, and Jai, finally, with you, I think. Um, In the time that I've been at McKillop, which is just on 15 years now, you're the second student that's gone through the VCAL program into year 12 that's been a college captain. And the the previous one, Rowan Rizzoli, is still working at the school now. I'm wondering, do you take pride in the fact that you've been able to become a college captain by doing VCAL? And how do you think doing that program will assist you, I suppose, in terms of what you want to achieve going forward?
5: Uh, I do so I, I, I do take pride in that i I believe I'm the third Vcal college captain. Um, it, I think it just goes to show that the opportunity is equal for everyone at McKillop and that's something that I think is fantastic. I don't think necessarily that Vcal will, will um, help me in any specific ways. During leadership, it, it certainly has helped me with my teamwork skills because very teamwork oriented. But um, yeah, and when you, sorry, a, when
1: you end up being
3: that,
1: when you end up being that diesel mechanic or whatever you're planning to do, Jai will make sure that teachers have looked after you back at school times. Might get their cars serviced for nothing. I think that would be fair. Yeah,
5: we'll, we'll see. It depends how much. We'll, I
1: <laughs> well, guys, you've had a challenging year, but at the end of a challenging year, you've been given a great opportunity to continue the legacy of people that have gone before you students that have gone before you. Um, we really wish you all the best of luck with the next 12 months and thank you so much for um, being involved in this interview and I think it really goes to promote our school and the values of our school just through the qualities of the individuals that we have as college captains this year so well done and thank you and good luck for the year thank you,
4: thank you sir.
1: brings to a conclusion our one-hour radio broadcast. We hope that everyone listening has been able to capture the essence of MacKillop College and our 50-year journey as a Catholic secondary school in Werribee. The school has has a rich history and will continue to forge a history well and truly into the future. We hope again that you've enjoyed our broadcast and we do thank all the students that have lent their voices to the presentation sister giovanni and our current principal mr kennedy for allowing us to have a bit of an insight into their journey as well them that's
10: God shall have them that's not shall lose so the bible is said, and it still is no Mama may have Papa may have But God bless the tide That's got his own That's got his own Yes, the strong gets more While the weak ones fade Empty pockets don't ever make the great may have, Papa may have, but God bless the child that's got his own, it has got his own. Severate and such you can help yourself, but don't take too much. Mama may have Papa may have, but God bless the child that's got his own, it's got his own. give crusts of bread and such you can help yourself but don't take too much mama may have papa may have but god bless the child that's got his own it's got his own He just don't worry about nothing, cause he's got his
3: own,
10: yes he's got his own.